Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg. Jordan, boy, you sound a lot like those internet trolls who are just shitting on the show we're about to talk about for no particular reason. That's right, people. We are talking She-Hulk today, and Marvel does not suck. It has sucked less than ever. And today, I'm going to uh, do some Marvel lawyering and explain why this show absolutely rips. Uh, Jordan, it's been a while, though. How, How have you been? I've been pretty good. How have you been? I've been all right. It looks like you're recording in a completely different room than you usually do. I am. This is a just a, a change of scenery. I see. So you temporarily moved for the weekend. Yep. Like new house and everything. Yeah, I, I get a new house probably every two or three weeks. Okay. That seems fiscally responsible. Yeah. Well, it's also... Closing costs are killing me. <laughs> well, really good uh, time. I mean, you've owned a house for maybe three years, right? Two? Two years? Yeah. And then, yeah, you've probably made money off that. What with the housing market? Well, if I was selling now or three <laughs> months ago, I don't know. By the time I'm selling, everything might have come back to earth. Oh, no. Uh, well, but, you know, good. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> when I bought it, I did not I did not buy it with the anticipation that its value would increase uh, you know, 50%. Yeah, it's uh, quite a time to sell houses. That Three years. That crazy housing market. Whenever I talk about this stuff, I just feel like Vincent Adult Man from BoJack Horseman. Yeah. I went to the stock market to do a business. <laughs> um, so we're here to talk about She-Hulk. Have you watched, before we dive in, we're going to do a slightly abridged episode, only two and a half hours today. Um, yeah. where we are going to talk uh, the first six episodes of She-Hulk. I kind of wanted to break this up into two eps because it is nine episodes long. And as soon as like episode two or three came out and I saw the internet's reaction to it, I really wanted to talk about how much I loved this show and share the love with She-Hulk. And then it took, naturally, you know, me and Jordan, busy people, uh, it took us three weeks to get a podcast going. So uh, yeah. we are here after episode six, which is perfect timing because daredevil has not shown up yet and i feel that's going to be an episode in itself as soon as he comes into the mcu and we find out for sure whether or not his show and all those other netflix shows are canon in the mcu which is supposed to be explained in this uh in this series mm-hmm. um have you watched anything else in the meantime though in the the past few weeks i watched the rehearsal Oh my god, what a show. You you stuck yeah. through it. You sat yeah. through all of it. No, it was tough, but I managed. Because <laughs> you, in the apartment we used to uh, dwell in most of the time throughout college, uh, you enjoyed Nathan for you, and you acknowledged it was some of television's smartest writing. Yeah. Uh, but you could not stomach a lot of the episodes. Yeah, the way he just allows people... Like, he just sits there quietly and lets people talk more and more, and they just say weirder and weirder <laughs> things, is simultaneously brilliant and just devastating to someone who's as cringe-averse as I am. But it is, well, the I mean, so the rehearsal uh, is different from Nathan for you. There's a lot of really great laugh-out-loud moments, but it's a completely different vibe yeah. for, of show. And the last episode is just, like, not even funny. It's just, like, serious. And yeah. what, I don't know what he was going for with that one. That was wild. Now, it, it is very interesting just as, like, a cohesive work. Like, it went through all the levels. Like, it started out just like, look how silly this is. Yes. And then it started to be like, but wait, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> very existential. Yeah. Uh, I love the... The grandpa or the gold miner episode was brilliant. Or, yeah. um, the gold digger parody. And then also he had uh, Nate's Lizard Lounge. I laughed out loud whenever the, the bar was on the screen just because that yeah. was a ridiculous name for a bar. Uh, great show. Loved it. Um, any any films for you? Uh, I watched Get Out, which is pretty topical. Had you never seen A mere it? five years later. Yeah, Jesus. Are, you're, yeah. Did you watch uh jordan peele's latest movie (laughs) no i watch very few movies these days oh okay i mean i've never watched more movies than i have this past year and a half because i work in a movie theater and i can watch them all whenever yeah i'm jealous because i see no movies ever basically yeah uh i have the opposite where i get to watch infinity movies for free 
Um, are there any movies you'd like to know about? How good uh, they are? Like, there's several, but none of them are coming to mind. I don't know. They're just like, every once in a while I'll see a movie. It's like, oh, man, I really want to go see that. Yeah. And then... uh, I mean, September, this has been like the deadest September in recent movie history. Just because last year... Shang-Chi came out in September and the movie theater was still buzzing. But this year, like we just got Don't Worry Darling yesterday. Yeah, and, which I've heard uh, not great things Oh boy, about. that movie was terrible. Speak, so it's funny you mentioned Get Out because that is just Get Out for white women. And mm. it copies nearly every beat in a very unoriginal way. And it, cho- it, God, it just makes a lot of mistakes. And the twist at the end is insane. I kind of compared it to like a bad Shyamalan movie, and I love M Night Shyamalan. Have you seen the movie, the original? Is it Stepford Wives? Yes, uh, it is. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, that's what it looked like just from the trailer, and it's like, uh, not the most original thing to do the exact same thing fifty years later. (laughs) Well, and also copy Get Out too, because I guess that people are comparing it to Get Out just because that's more recent memory. Well, and more people, yeah have seen that yes and florence Pugh is amazing in it but what else is new she's the best yeah. in everything yelena belova herself um there's i'm trying to let me i watched woman king that was all right i thought that was going to be bad based on the trailer because that trailer looked very okay yeah bad. i thought the same thing i was like this trailer's not doing it and then i saw the rotten tomatoes was 95 percent. i was yeah. like really I just saw the trailer and I like Sony's like doing all these really shitty Spider Man like Craven the Hunter, Morbius and all that stuff. Madam Web, Venom Two. Uh and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this just looks like they're trying to make a Black Panther and it is not that at all. It is very good. Um, so I would recommend that. Uh I What about oh, I, Nope? Speaking nope, of Jordan Peele. Nope, nope was very good. Um it was way more of a Spielberg jaws kind of movie than his traditional horror thriller kind of deal Hmm. which i was not expecting but it was really cool uh thought-provoking just a really great blockbuster overall makes you think about cinema as a whole um interesting i've been doing my uh i don't know if you've been on social media but um for my book i uh corporate violet crown let me do a uh film series entitled my film series according to rock band yeah, uh, I did see I, that. I have uh, picked four movies that I've been showing every Wednesday in the month of September. Uh, so we had School of Rock, followed by Swingers, followed by Almost Famous, and this Wednesday we have Kicking and Screaming. Uh, so I have watched three of those recently, Which... and I will be watching Kicking and Screaming. Kicking and Screaming? Is that the soccer Will No, Ferrell it movie? is not. Everyone, everyone <laughs> What is that, that movie called? Uh, that's also called Kicking and Screaming. Uh, okay, so the confusion isn't... Uh... <laughs> It's precedented it, it, confusion. It it did seem like a weird choice given the other ones. So yeah, it makes sense that it's not that. But everyone asks, and like I have a poster designed at the theater, uh, <laughs> and like the image, the still on the poster is not from the Will Ferrell soccer movie, and I think a lot of people are confused by that. Yeah. Um, but I do have to clarify, it is not the Will Ferrell soccer movie. Um, it's I no do o- think it'd be very interesting if it was. I don't like, know I'd be curious what your takeaway would have been yeah. from that movie that it's like <laughs> I've, I've foundational. Never seen that. Have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Oh, I think okay. I saw it in theaters as a kid. Oh wow. Was it good? I think yeah, I mean it was it was a mid two thousands movie with an like ensemble of children that are like it felt like there's like uh it's probably true of every generation, but there's just like a group of child actors that appear in everything. Yeah. That's um, true. So I remember thinking about that, like, oh, this kid was in Cheaper by the Dozen or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's only so many child actors in Hollywood at any yeah. given time. And then when they turn 18, there's a billion actors in Hollywood, and it's harder yeah, so they get, get put jobs. into the wood chipper. <laughs> yes. It's a ground up to make more children actors. Exactly. Um, so it's Noah Baumbach's first movie is the kicking and screaming I am referring to. So the guy who okay. made Marriage Story. This is his. And was it, what, where was it in the timeline vis-a-vis Will Ferrell's Kicking and Screaming. It's 10 years before. Okay, so, so he got there first. Oh, uh, yeah, way before. A <laughs> decade before. Uh, I'm shocked that they let Will Ferrell, who probably didn't make the movie. Uh, well, they actually, they do have different titles. One uses an ampersand, and one uses the word and. Yes, that is correct. 
Well, I guess that's how they get away with it. Yeah. Legality-wise. Um, I also watched Shame, which I highly recommend. Uh, if you have I, not seen wait, that. Wait, the, the one with uh, Michael Fassbender? Yes, that's an old Okay, movie. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, that movie's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it's been a while, so I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I remember it being a uh, bit of a trip. Yeah, um, that's really good. Uh, Barbarian. I remember it being quite uncomfortable. Is that a correct memory? Uh, like, just yeah. Like, well, I mean, definitely don't watch it with your parents, but, uh, yeah, there's... Well, but, like, like, there's a lot of sex on the screen, but it's also, like, it's sex addiction, so it's, like, not 100% fun. Oh, yeah, no, my memory. It's, none of it's like, fun. Suffer. Like, maybe yeah, it's fun okay. for the first 15 minutes, and then you're just like, oh, man, yeah. his life is rough. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, very, very good. Um, I watched Barbarian, which is a must-see horror film. I don't know if you've heard about that one yet. Um, if it's made its rounds to Georgia. I haven't, though I did see uh, the trailer for Norseman quite a while ago. Uh, Norseman? Is that good? Or the, the North Man. Oh, is that it? Whatever. Yeah. The, North the, the one, the... The Eggers. Uh, the Eggers yes, joint. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was very good. That, I, in my opinion, is his best film. Interesting. Over, He's got some good ones. Well, I didn't like The Lighthouse, as you know. Um, no, well, I like The Lighthouse. So. It is better than The Witch. In my opinion, Um, it is not his traditional movie, but boy, does it look amazing. And it's just really great uh, characters and acting and everything. Um, Clerks 3 came out. That was a very pleasant surprise. That was a fun uh, rap on my youth. Um, Very honest homage to the original Clerks. Uh, And yeah, that was just an overall good movie. Uh, I think that's, I mean, I could go on for, when's the last episode we did? How long has it been? Oh, I mean, over a month, but I don't know how much over a month. Phase five for real was released August 7th. So we probably did it a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I guess there's not that much new in the Marvel mailbag. Uh, Matt Shackman, uh, of WandaVision and it's always sunny fame is directing the fantastic four movie. Which is good, I think. That's a good decision. Um, they have not cast that movie yet, though. Um, and Armor Wars is still happening. Uh, Wakanda Forever is coming out in two months. But until then, we have She-Hulk um, that we are going to discuss shortly. Did you wa- Have you been watching the new Game of Thrones? No. Oh, not going to give it a second shot, are you? Uh, I mean, I'm a little burned. hesitant to like if <laughs> if I, I haven't even looked up what people are saying about it. Is it has it been well received? Yeah, very well received. And I was avoiding watching it until literally everyone at work wouldn't shut up about it. And I was like, well, I don't want to find out about the show through secondhand uh, yeah. uh, water cooler talk. So I guess I'll watch it. And I'm like two and a half episodes in. Uh, it's pretty good. I gotta say, uh, they know how to build a universe, and they know how to start a show. Yeah, they sure do. Uh, and they use the exact well, same theme music as Game of Thrones, oh, really? which is interesting. I mean, it's so easy to start a show because you just set up a bunch of questions, like, "Oh, there's a mystery. I wonder how that's going to be resolved. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to be resolved." But like, if you don't have a plan to actually close those, I don't yeah. know. I feel a little bit jaded by it. Also, well, like with the you know Star Wars, it feels like there's been a lot of things where they've just. I mean, obviously, those are different company. I'm just saying big media yeah. properties that don't know how to end. Yes. Boy, did they not know how to end that Star Wars trilogy. Which makes Endgame that much crazier. I know. Like, I, I, I'm not, it's not a perfect movie or whatever, but it is a good ending. You don't think Endgame is a perfect movie? Nah. Oh, but my God. I, I do really like it. It's perfect. I, I think it's, it may be a perfect ending for the first arc of the MCU, the first saga. Do you think... Mad Men is a perfect show? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> then we're in agreement. <laughs> uh, God, yeah, no, everything about Endgame. I wouldn't change a single thing. And there are Marvel movies upon rewatch. Uh, boy, would I you change, would change some th- things. Yeah. I would definitely change. Like, freaking Ant-Man and the Wasp. I've seen that eight times. I would change a lot about that movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, like, I'm kind of, I would. I will go to work and, like, tell people it's great i just have my crew of homies my staff that i 
talk movies all day with. It's amazing. And then I'll be like, Ant-Man and the Wasp is not as good as people think it is. And they're like, you it, you watched it eight times. This is your fault. Like, it's not meant <laughs> to be viewed eight times. Uh, yeah. Which I get, which is a reasonable rebuttal, but I'm going to watch it once a year for the rest of my life. Um, and you know, it's uh, it's something. Eventually, but, this will be this will become a, a real tough uh, loop. The more will. movies come out, yeah. I mean, it's still. And what about shows? Are you committing to all the shows too? All like, the shows. You don't watch the Netflix shows. I do watch the Netflix shows. All of the Netflix shows. All of the Netflix shows, but the Netflix shows. Uh, I cheat a little where I turn them on when I'm falling asleep, and then I will fall asleep to them, and then. Okay. I will just and then do... whatever happens happens. However, yeah, many you play, exactly. Play. <laughs> I dream about it. I how if I make it through the episode, like I'm not rewatching Iron Fist or Luke Cage season two. Or if I am, yeah. I'm not paying attention to them. They're just on in the background. And like when I'm doing mundane things, like doing my taxes, I will have those shows on in the background. Uh, stuff that I've already that I don't need to pay attention to. But Daredevil, gotcha. I will pay attention to every time because that show rips all the way through. And Jessica Jones season one, it uh, so good, um, but yeah, it has taken me about ten months, and now this year it's taken me the longest just because there's so much content. I actually just watched Thor: Love and Thunder last night, which completes my loop. Uh, wow! And I will be starting Iron Man one at some point next week uh, to start this process all over again. I gotta say this uh, during this rewatch through this past year. Eternals rewatch was spectacular. Interesting. That movie That's your big highlight. Up. Yeah, that was that was great. It, it bumped it up half a star, so now I give it four and a half out of five stars. I need to make a list of what I need to rewatch before Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving because there's a couple floaters a in there which I'm like, I I think I need to move you, but it feels bad moving them without uh you know watching them. Yes. Oh, you definitely should like stuff like Ant Man and the Wasp. Or Black Widow, you probably don't need to rewatch. And if you do, they might drop on your ranking like they did with mine. Yeah. Um, also, Shang-Chi and Black Widow both dropped a little on my rank upon rewatch. Uh, yeah. And Black Widow makes sense. Shang-Chi, like, I think was just very good in the theater and visually it's great. I just like the characters interacting with other people and he didn't do that here. Like, it's just his own universe, which is cool. There's a lot of cool stuff. Trevor Slattery's cool, um, but I enjoyed Moon Knight and Miss Marvel both more than I enjoyed Shang Chi. Hmm. Um, personally speaking, and then She Hulk is currently sitting at number twenty-one out of thirty-six. Uh, I got to see how these last three episodes end up because it could go up, could go down. It's uh, really going to be a game time decision. Yeah. Well, uh, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's start. So you you've watched all six, correct? I have episodes. Yeah. Okay, great. You are up to speed. Uh, and I guess, do you want to give your like initial reaction to the show since we're not rating the whole thing today? Yeah, I have been. So I thought the first episode was good. Okay. Um, I like the first episode a lot as well. Which apparently I, they changed. Right. Yeah, that's what Ellie read too. Because um, they didn't think anyone was immediately going to be in. Uh, uh, infatuated with this lawyer girl show uh and so they were like let's put the incredible hulk in the first episode we'll sucker everyone in and i loved that episode the only thing about that episode um and i haven't read pretty much any reaction to it so i have no idea what the internet thinks of this show yeah but um, the internet hates this show okay (laughs) uh one thing from the first episode and and this is hopefully just setting up her arc but yeah like we've been watching the Hulk for a very long time. Correct. Struggle with being the Hulk. Yes. And then she shows up and very much minimizes the difficulty of being a Hulk. Yes. Like she's like, which, which kind of, uh, in some ways rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, it it felt almost dismissive of the struggle that we've seen this character go through. But as long as I think, as long as they circle back to that and there's like a, uh, it's kind of like her hubris. Yeah. Like she just, think she's above it but really she's not going to be as above it as she thinks she is yeah i'm good with that that okay. hasn't totally happened yet not yet there's uh, still three like, episodes the main thing that she seems to be struggling with is uh like 
dealing with having this other half of herself that is arguably better than she is. Yeah. And like how that's reflecting on her own self-worth, which is a different... um, A different conflict. A different conflict, but I, I... I don't know. Like, I guess I just want them to have another moment, like, at the end of the show or whatever, that's like, yeah, being a Hulk isn't easy. Yeah, which I like that she is different from Bruce Bruce Banner. Like, he... And I think that also helps his arc with the beginning of this episode. Like, he still feels cursed by it, which they Mm. really, you know, uh, try to explain in The Incredible Hulk that is often slept on, the great 2008 movie that I will be (laughs) rewatching in a mere two weeks. Um, I, yeah, uh, there's so many, uh, I totally agree with your, uh, take that, you know, she should feel, there should be conflict. And I was at the moment, I am fine with her conflict being like the people like her more because it's kind of the opposite. It's a mirror, a bizarro world reflection of the Hulk. Cause whenever he turns into the Hulk, people hate him. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of just the arc that they've set up in the Avengers. And if they had more Hulk movies, I feel like they would uh, adjust to that and kind of uh, double down on that and explain that. Because after he shows up in Incredible Hulk and then in Avengers, and it's a new actor, so that also kind of is weird. But he's like, I hate it. I tried to kill myself. Like, it just seems like we got from Hulk smash, super badass, he learned how to control it, to I'm cursed, I hate this. Uh, people hate this. And then Age of Ultron, they just make him out to be the villain by him destroying half of uh, whatever that city was. Right. Um, So I really like this. I like that she's not going through the same struggle, and Hulk the whole time is like, you're going to have this problem, and then she doesn't. And then he's like, oh, well, maybe I'm just very cynical about this power that has been brought onto me, that forced upon me. Uh, And then she is going through similar struggles, or, you know, mirror reflections, uh, where it's like, yeah, her self-esteem. That's a very good way of putting it. Like, people like the other version of her more. Uh, and I do think they will circle back to that. And they'll have, like, a, it's not easy being green kind of deal. Another uh, interesting thing about this show is it, it's doing a thing that I don't... I, I Like, obviously, as the, the MCU has gone on, we've gotten more and more superheroes. Yes. But now in this show, superheroes are like, it's like as if one in every 10 people is a superhero. Yes. Like like they have this whole industry around, like they need super lawyers and they, and they have this specific superhero suit designer guy where it's like, it used to be there were six superheroes in the world. (laughs) And now there's so many that this guy can make a living where all he's doing is making outfits for superheroes. I imagine there. Well, how did Edna Moss make all that money? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the Incredibles, there's a lot of supers. Yeah, I think um, what, 10% of the population. But it just, it that is not how the MCU was, but no. it, apparently how it is now. And I don't, I think, uh, I, before, um, before this show, I guess I still had the impression that we knew most of the superpower people in the MCU. Yeah. Like but that now. there wasn't this like, like literally tons of other superheroes that were just like low level powers it's almost like uh the anime my hero academia and that show like 50 percent of the population has superpowers and so it's kind of like weird if you don't that would be rough to not have superpowers in that world yeah it might even be more than that and like a lot of people have like really lame powers like they can levitate things toward them but like very slowly (laughs) so it's like you could you could grab a coke from the other side of the room but it would take you like two minutes (laughs) it's like kind of helpful but not super helpful um Um, which is kind of like this immortal guy who yeah oh my god his i gotta say the humor in the show i've been laughing out loud every episode like at least once so i find the humor i don't know it's not totally clicking with me i like a lot of it but it also there's often just a, a point in like each episode where i'm like wait but what what's huh (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know, like, it just doesn't totally make sense. Like, I feel like, why is this the way this is happening? I loved Mr. Immortal's jump out the window. That was yeah. very comedic. Like, just his position. Like, he went completely limp and, like, just fell out of the window. It 
yeah, looked but like physically funny. Since this is the most recent episode, this is the easiest one for me to do this for. But like, yeah, okay. So he's supposedly using the fact that he can die and come back to life to get yes. out of a bunch of, uh, like, you know, just all sorts of shenanigans. Yes. But he also heals, like, immediately. Yes. So when is anyone, when is he ever fooling people into thinking he's dead if he revives immediately? I don't think he's fooling them. I think he's telling them, like, he's I was... He's just trying to say it's a technicality? Yeah, I was dead. It was till death to us part. I'm out of here. Because yeah. they all caught him. Like, everyone knew yeah. about him for the most part. Unless, I, I assume there was, like, one or two instances where he, like, jumped off a dam and they were like, oh, he's dead for sure. And then he washed up on shore somewhere else. He's not yeah. dying in front of them every time, is my understanding. It must be, because, like, <laughs> it just doesn't make yeah. sense otherwise. Uh, it, it's also, uh, I thought it was funny that uh, the, like... Uh, evil alt-right site that they uh, went to, this intelligentsia thing. Yes, like, the UAI yeah. looked just like Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that was funny. I feel like they're also copying, because, like, episode three or something, I was just, it's so funny, like, or episode three comes out, which is the twerking thing, and we're gonna go into each episode and break it down a bit. Uh, but the twerking one, the internet fucking exploded, and I have had several friends reach out to me and like the MCU's dead I can't believe you're defending it I'm like oh have you watched it they're like no I refuse to watch this I'm like well you're not giving it a fair chance because the twerking thing you know I think is dumb I don't like Megan the Stallion but I like that episode I think that's a really funny idea that you have like this Asgardian trickster like pretending to be other people and yeah. that person has to go to like court uh, I like I like that fun stuff, uh, and I think this show overall is very good. Like, um, we should probably just go into each episode and say what we uh, like most about each one. Well, I have a couple more general comments. Okay, general comments. Um, I and a lot of the episodes feel like uh, they don't necessarily have a great arc for the individual episodes. This is kind of what we were talking about, I think, with Miss Marvel, where it just feels like pieces of a greater whole. But like, I want to sure. see it like. Each episode has a start and end. Yeah. And it's not that they don't have that at all. Mm -hmm. They often try to do that. Um, sure. Like where it's like this, the most recent wedding episode, her yes. arc was kind of, um, you know, exactly what we were just talking about. Like where yeah. her, her reconciling how she feels about being Jen versus how she feels about being Hulk. Yes. And like the, uh, I don't know, struggle she has with that and accepting herself, that kind the of duality. Stuff. Yes. And that did okay at doing that and stuff, but like the episode before that, I think was the weakest in the show so far. I, don't I know. agree. Episode five was the weakest. Like it just felt kind of like nothing. Like we were just wandering around, and there was no real arc. And the arc was supposed to be like her swallowing her pride and putting her ex boyfriends on the stand or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. That didn't seem to really click. E yeah. Either. Which episode four? All right, let's just run through them yeah. real quick. Um, Real quick, I mean, the next 30 minutes. Uh, so, episode one, um, the Grandmaster shows up. Very exciting. I think we're setting up a World War Hulk movie, because uh, Hulk is now in space. Uh, car crash happens. Jen uh, inadvertently gets Hulk blood in her. Um, and she is now a Hulk, because that's what happens when you share genetics, and you get that weird gamma radiation in your blood. Uh I love this first episode a lot, mostly because uh, Hulk takes her to that, like, island resort, and there's the Iron Man helmet, and he just talks about, like, Tony and him hanging out there during the between times of Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And I love that that imagery, just, like, oh, them hanging out on an island together. Where's that movie? I would <laughs> love to watch. I really will never get this made ever, but I want an Oscar drama that takes place before Infinity War and Endgame. And it's all of them coming to grips with, like, completely losing, and they think it's the end of the world. Very little action, like, unless Tony Stark, like, randomly flies somewhere to blow something up to get, blow some steam off. Yeah. Uh, which I guess we kind of got that arc resolved in Endgame, because they're all very uh, down and out for the first hour of that movie. But I would just like to watch them be sad for five years and... We, it's just, this needs to be a dinner. It's like my dinner with Tony. Yeah. Oh, my God. My <laughs> island experience with Tony. 
And then you get uh, Hawkeye Ronin stuff that was underutilized uh, that may come up in the future. I don't know. I think there's a movie there. Again, you're not going to be able to afford to make that movie with uh, RDJ's no. salary, and probably people wouldn't want to watch an Oscar Marvel movie, but I'm hoping one day we get it. Uh, they should do... Um, and I don't know if this is a thing that can... Like, in Star Wars, they used to... Like, they have all that extended universe stuff where, like, yeah. the novels would come out, and you just... Yes. There'd be, like, some random background character. It's like, here's a whole novel about yes. this guy... Yep. They could do that in the MCU, but it's weird because you have the comic books, which mm. come before the movies, but aren't the movies aren't based on those. So it'd be weird to now make MCU comics that yes. are based on the MCU, but aren't related to the Marvel comic. Like, you know, they would be related, but they weren't, they're not yeah. canon or anything. So it yes. seems like they could do that to fill in some of these gaps. Like if you wanted to tell this Tony Bruce Banner story, you could almost do a little book adaptation or something like that. Because the only people who really care might be diehard enough to actually read a book about it. That's true. But then I don't want what they did with Lu what uh, Disney did with all of those Lucas books. And they're like, this isn't canon. So there's like 40 books that everyone yeah. has read. And they're like, oh, this doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, that is the risk. Then it turns into like fan fiction, which is yeah. fine. But uh, I feel less attached to it if it's not canon, as the What If show has come to uh, establish. Mm -hmm. Um. So this episode is basically just an, uh, an intro sucking people in kind of deal. We talked about um, him being upset with being the Hulk and her just immediately being into it. Uh, the post credit scene with Captain America fucks, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. There's I, I'm immediately sold on this show, episode one. Um, and are you, what, what's your stance on it? Like Yeah, my, my only thing is I was just like, she's a little bit high on the hog for someone okay. who just became a Hulk. Like, it feels like she sure. should at least feel a little conflicted about it. She's very dismissive of it. And it's just yeah. like, it's almost like, she's like, this won't affect my life too much. It's like, okay, but you know that it will, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do think there's definitely a hubris there, but I think that they've kind of touched on it a bit. And I do think they will totally bring it full circle yeah. uh, and, by the end of the series and that's just like the first episode it's it's hard to get a gauge of like are are they gonna are they gonna is this because because yeah. especially given the last set of uh disney plus shows mm -hmm. i wasn't i became less confident that these things are gonna be oh big siren uh that's actually a uh weed whacker it sounds like. oh or a, well, a leaf quite blower. a loud one <laughs> one of the two very loud well my neighbor has been mowing the lawn um so i've had to deal with that uh, gotcha but here we are anyway, I, uh, anyway as long as it, it, early on i was just like not super confident that they were going to handle it it now seems like they're moving back into that direction whereas yeah. she's been getting off a little bit consequence free like the only real problem she's had is like that weird muscle doctor Who's like, oh, yes, like true. ridiculously jacked guy, which I guess yeah. the reason they made the doctor so jacked is because it was funny when she picked him up. Yeah. Otherwise, Probably. I don't know why, like, <laughs> where's this doctor getting like two hours a day to spend in the gym? Like that guy looks like he's on steroids. That's weird for a, <laughs> I mean, maybe he is, he might be an enhanced child individual. oncologist. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, ep uh, episode one is very solid. I also got to say, like, re just rewatching uh, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, that the leaf blower is getting closer to my house. I know, and the audience is just going to have to deal with it because I don't know if there's really anything we can they do. They love it. Uh, yeah, you know, you'll just, uh, can you turn my voice into, like, a robot voice in post? Yeah. And then it'll just, like, sound like, you know, merge the two. We'll see. Uh, I'll just be like, I'm a weird <laughs> robot. Um, or you can just play Eminence Front right here, and mm, people good. will be so jazzed by that song, our theme. Maybe uh, we'll that... just maybe it'll just be under the entire episode, <laughs> the whole time. That groove just. And we're just yeah. dun, dun, dun. We should do a musical episode. For, yeah. Well, actually, I guess we should do a second musical episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of musical irons in the fire. Uh, anyway, uh, I think Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, upon rewatch, have very good start and finish arcs um even if the middle my problem with those shows is the middle drags on and they go to places i think they don't need to go to like yeah. no, just it feels for the like sake of making more more content but i do think those shows start and strong sorry they start and end very strong mm -hmm. um 
And this, I'm hoping, will do the same thing. Keep up with it. So far, I like this show more than those two. Um, so, episode two is... She becomes the lawyer, the, the defender for um, all of the superhuman law division. Right. Um, and Emil Blonsky, your boy, is back. Were you excited to see him? Uh, that is uh, Abomination. Right, in yeah. Incredible Hulk. He, he looked was like pretty he didn't good. Know who I was talking about. I, well, I was I was trying to remember who the different people were because there's the other. Also, I really like that actor um, who plays like the assistant. No, uh, no, just okay. in the, in the law office. There's like the guy with the big white teeth. Oh was yeah. It? He was in some show that me and Ellie watched a couple episodes of. Uh, okay. A couple episodes. Wow, you must have loved it. <laughs> there, it was it was a show. Uh, about these two people that were the older relatives of a kid who's famous on like TikTok or something. Oh, the and other so, two. The other. Yes, older, the other two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the other two. That's a great show. We watched the first season of that, so not more okay. than a couple episodes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, and I really liked his character on that show. So seeing him back, I was like yeah. excited about like his name's not Emil Blonsky, and so then <laughs> I was I was like, oh yeah, Abomination, someone much more important to the plot. <laughs> Do I care <laughs> about less a... and more important to your viewing experience. Yeah, so I, I thought that was pretty good. They are doing a lot of bringing in so other MCU cameos. stuff, which I know I, you like. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. I Honestly, if this show stuck with bringing in a cameo from the MCU uh, every every week, it would be like top 15 or something. Like it, If they stuck with that, obviously that's a lot of money and they can't afford to do that and they want to do other things with the show, which I'm fine with. But if you want to make a cameo show where one week she's defending Moon Knight, one week she's defending someone else, like, that shit is my kryptonite. I do think um, that's not a bad formula just to get, like, because, you know, it's kind of like what I was talking about when we were talking about these shows earlier, is I want more just, like, hanging out of MCU people, and this kind of gives them a yes. way to do it, because even though... In general, for most people, a legal sit a legal setting it would be a very high intensity situation. For these yeah. superheroes, it's actually they don't really care. Like yeah. Wong is not like, oh, you're gonna arrest me? Okay, yeah. <laughs> not Good that luck, big I guess. of a problem. For yeah, them. yeah. Uh, maybe their wallets. Um, and so, episode two, uh, she gets Emil Blonsky like that case at the end, right? Um, and then she says. Because Emil Blonsky's main episode is the third one. Yeah. Which Wong shows up. Yeah, and I, I think believe. these episodes uh, were stronger, and then we get to that, that fourth episode or fifth episode. No, well, the fourth one is, oh my god, that's the best one. What's in With, the fourth one? The fourth one is like the fake magician, magician who's yeah, like okay. Job, who steals a sling ring, and yeah. he's trying to pretend to be a real sorcerer. Uh, and then you have Madison with a Y and two N's, yeah, and it's not where you think they're. That yeah. was hilarious. I, when she first started talking, I was like, oh, this is going to get tedious. And then it yeah. didn't. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Um, yeah, I laughed out loud at everything she said. Also, Wong watching The Sopranos? Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I, and then she, uh, uh, Madison of all people, spoils The Sopranos. Yeah. Very entertaining. No, I, I thought they had good chemistry four. too, which is yeah. Like, like she's you. You start off you're like, oh, she's so annoying, but it's like actually she's kind of chill. She yeah. is. She's a bit of a weirdo, but she's not like <laughs> a jerk about it. Yeah, she's not obnoxious. Yeah, she's just um, having fun. And then also in the people versus Emil Blonsky, uh, he has like his weird like several wives or his sex cult thing happening. Yeah on the side which is pretty entertaining yeah uh very trevor slattery type situation he's become kind of a goofball um and uh i'm trying to think of anything that happens in those first few episodes well the megan the stallion thing comes out and the internet rebels everyone fucking hates it uh no one is watching the show i have several people reach out to me and say all these comments i was like have you watched the show they're like no and then episode four the best thing, episode four, I'm pretty sure it's four. Um, they come up with all of these, like, internet Reddit kind of threads, and it's just, like, everything that people on the internet are saying about the show. Mm -hmm. It's just exactly what they're saying, like, word for word. And they knew that going in. Like, they had to. Like, they made this episode 
and it was all edited and everything, and then the internet happened, and they called them out on it, and it was 100% accurate. Yeah. I think with that foresight, like, you have to give them a little credit that they know, oh, we know you're going to fucking hate this, you mouth breathers, but we're going to give it to you anyway. Yeah. Now, I, I guess, uh, well, we can keep going through the episodes. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I mean, that's, I'm trying to think. That's pretty uh, much, we've touched on most of them at yeah, this Yeah, Emil Blonsky was a big one. Also, there's, like, these people are trying to get her blood um, at some point. Uh, the wedding episode kind of reminded me a lot of Bridesmaids, mm. um, a, like similar humor, like when she gets the card and the glitter fall, falls out everywhere. Um, I do think when she showed up as Hulk, how did she not know that would be upstaging the bride? Like, of course you can't be Hulk at the wedding. I think she you knew, live. but I don't think she cared about, cause this person sucks. Like clearly this person getting married. Is she, like does. She, she does. She does. But still miserable. like, like just as a starting proposition like if you're going to the wedding it's like well should i be um a new superhero that everyone in the world is talking about would that be a good thing for me to do at someone else's wedding it's like clearly not well i think again that ties back to her hubris she's a bit uh you know full of herself which if they you know if they tie back to that i think this could be a very very good uh arc for her yeah and for the overall show no they definitely um, need to yeah i would if like they that a don't lot. then that's going to have like right now i'll just go ahead and give kind of my overview is i'm i'm kind of uh fence sitting like i feel like this could go either way i i think the humor has been a little inconsistent for me like there have been parts that i've found funny for sure but there's also been everything yeah yeah they they're they're swinging a lot and they're hitting like i don't know 50 or 60 percent i'd say they're hitting more than they're missing yeah but even then like i don't know that's kind of Every time you miss a joke, that's almost worse than hitting a joke. How? <laughs> worse what? than hit? Of, wait, of, like I'm hitting? saying, I'm saying, like when you when you when a show is like consistently funny, obviously that's yeah. what you want. That's like the gold standard. But every time yeah. a joke misses, I feel like it. It's like minus two good jokes. Uh, like because I cringe and I'm like, uh, that wasn't very good, and it like subtracts the fun that I was having. I'd, I I'd rather you really... not put a bad joke in than, uh, I, yeah, anyway. Well, I like what they do with the, uh, I really like the douchey, well, I mean, you love, love to hate him kind of situation. The douchey male lawyer in, like, one of the first two episodes, he's like, hey, a girl, I'm going to go talk to it. Like, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Uh, and I like, you know, shitting on, if you want to be, like, pro-girl, fuck men, they're all slobs, all that. That's fine if you do if you do that in the funny way. I was less a fan of the Mr. Immortal like I mean, I get he's a bad guy and he's, you know, do but that just seemed and maybe cuz Jen wasn't in it to provide comedy and I'm not as big a fan of those other two characters. I don't think they're yeah. as funny as Jen or other cast members, but it just seemed like that was the part the internet if they watched this show would be the most frustrated with. Yeah. And I get well, it's, I get it's the, the problem with like all Marvel social commentary is that it has to be social commentary that is palatable to like children and stuff. So they have to make it kind of obvious and low hanging, which I think is always a little bit uh, unfortunate because these are, these are in reality, very complex issues and not everyone who perpetuates these kind of, evils in the world are going to be like obviously bad they're not all going to be like that male lawyer who's just like a obvious chauvinist they're going to just when they're making hiring decisions unfor like even not beknownst to them but like subconsciously they will make decisions that uh benefit men or white people or whatever like it'll be systematic institutional stuff that uh you know, is is not nearly as obvious on its face. But of course, if you're Disney and you're wanting yeah. to do like a hey girl power episode, it's like you need you want to have these obvious things to target and uh, yeah. reflect against, which is easy, but it's almost like cheap because it's it, so easy. Yes, and maybe also trying to make a comedy about these complex issues also maybe waters them down a bit. Yeah, and makes it less serious and therefore oh you're making a joke about this thing that is serious and real but the fact that you're joking about it makes it i don't know more jovial and less important yeah like you can it's it's 
good to make fun of sexism because yes. like you know it, it gives you a chance to have some like catharsis against it especially yes. if you're you know the audience that th i think this is targeting um which is definitely like the like they're, they're having a lot of girl power stuff in this so it's like cathartic yeah. to have those moments but it also does belittle the issue because it's like yeah not all the sexism that a, a person's going to run into is going to be this goofy asshole sexism it'll be like you yeah. know real insidious yes. low-key sexism that For is sure. going to be less easy to poke fun at and argue with yeah agreed um i but again like it goes both ways because then there's all the people who are just like this is you know they love that stuff uh which is great and i love again like when they make it really funny like i i'm all here for it um but then you have the the dude bros on the internet who are like i refuse to watch it but i know it's bad like this is the lowest rated marvel show on letterboxd let me confirm let's see what it's at it is at a 2.7 mm -hmm. which is uh let's compare it to uh just to get a ballpark um reaction age of ultron has a 3.1 mm -hmm. dark world has a 2.4 ant-man has a 3.3 ant-man and the wasp has a 3.1 uh end game and infinity war have 3.9 fours that area yeah um, it's definitely better than ant-man and the wasp <laughs> it certainly is what's yeah. black widow black widow has a 3.2 it's definitely yeah. better than black widow yeah um although this app really tears apart Oh, Eternals is at a three. That's interesting, because um, it was higher. But this app really is divisive about Iron Man three and Captain Marvel. Mm. Like half of the population hates those movies, and the other half loves them. Mm. I fall on the love side of that fence, obviously. Yeah, I need to rewatch Captain Marvel. It's great. I have so much fun with that movie every time I watch it. Uh, it's. I, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear Brie Larson's reaction at D twenty three recently? No. Uh, an interviewer came up to her and asked, uh, "Are you going to play Captain Marvel again? Like, how long are you going to do this?" And she said, "Do people want me to do this?" Um, huh. So she seems fed up with all the criticism. Like, because there were a whole bunch of people that review bombed Captain Marvel when it came out because she was a woman superhero, uh, seemingly. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Um, and also for, like, the people to complain, like, she's so arrogant. Uh, like, have you met Tony Stark or Doctor Strange? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the point. Yeah. Uh, I do think that's... it's unfortunate that it's gotten to her. Like, you... Yeah. I, I think it's easy for people to uh, see celebrities as kind of, like, you can say anything you want to about them because yeah. they're insulated by money and status. Sure. And I do but... think that that's true. Like... I, I'm not going to cry like too big of a river, but at the same yeah. time, they're also human. They're going to read this stuff and it's going to affect them. And they're not going to like, you're going to be yeah. less inclined to be Captain Marvel more if every if you get this backlash. Yeah. Which I think she's a great Captain Marvel. I've liked everything she's in as the character and I'm excited for the Marvels. I think that's going to be good. Um, oh, okay. So also speaking of, uh, internet stuff related to She-Hulk, uh, there is a movement going... So first, it started with... Um, well, it started with this thing I'm going to get to next. But a whole bunch of people are now, like, posting Incredible Hulk memes and gifts from the 2008 movie. And they're like, we were too mean to this movie. It was actually much better... It was a much better Hulk project than She-Hulk is. Like, and maybe if we were nicer about the Incredible Hulk, they would have made something like this instead of She-Hulk. My, my internet that, just cut out for a second, but I, I my take your point to be that people are going back and saying that the old Hulk is good because... Because, yes, uh, it's not She-Hulk. Yeah. So they see She-Hulk and they're like, maybe we misjudged you. Kind of like the uh, J. Jonah Jameson Spider-Man 2 when everything's falling to shit and Spider-Man hasn't shown up in a while and he like frames his suit. He's like, perhaps I misjudged you. And then he steals the suit back. And then he's like, he's a menace. I knew it. <laughs> um, that kind of situation. Uh, s similarly, um, yeah. and this happened more of a month ago, but got more traction after the She-Hulk stuff has come out. Everyone, after Thor Love and Thunder comes out, is circling back. They're saying, bring back Kenneth Branagh. There are petitions online 
to bring back the director of Thor 1 to direct the next Thor because they hated Love and Thunder so much. You know, I feel like what's happening is Marvel is finally coming to, like, or the Marvel fandom is, like, what's, that's, you can't please everybody all of the time. Or whatever that, you know what I'm saying, that quote? Yeah. Is it, it feels like. Make everyone happy. Marvel had been making lots of people happy lots of the time. And now it's like, you, like, you, you, they stray a little bit from the middle path to like explore new things and every corner that's like, wait a second, that's not for me. Like, how dare you make media that isn't directed to me specifically? Like what a, what an appalling thing for Disney to do. (laughs) It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe just some things aren't for you. Like, like part of what I've been saying about like the, uh, um, uh, She-Hulk target audience, and this is definitely true of the Miss Marvel target audience, is it definitely yeah. seems they're aiming young and female, which sure. is a it's a good audience for them to go. I mean, they've always aimed at like teenage boys, so it makes yeah. sense that now they're also aiming at teenage girls. Like, yes. <laughs> they should get their own show. I I mean, and my buddy yesterday was like talking to me like it was weird that he was only picking on the two shows that have women in them. Yeah, and he's just like. Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, really solid. Uh, all the, like, because I was comparing Miss Marvel to a coming of age. She's like, no one was asking for Miss Marvel to be made. And I was like, well, you're like a white male in his 20s. Like, yeah. I feel like you're not a 15-year-old girl from New Jersey, like, who might want this show or might be Islamic or something like that. But why make it if it's not for me? I couldn't and, possibly yeah, understand. I, I, it does not make, I've had so many people, like, just, and I'm trying to explain like, this is a completely different thing. And here's my theory about... Because the internet has really just kind of shit on Marvel. And post-Endgame, obviously, that's a very high bar to live up to. And it's not going to get back to that level in a while. Because mm-hmm. everyone... Here's my theory. We, we've we been watching Marvel... Well, specifically me, have been watching Marvel from the start. You came in around 2017, which I think 2018 is when... Everybody is on board for Marvel. Everyone is starting to watch all of these movies to get ready for Infinity War, which is the biggest, most expensive uh, cast-wise. Like, it's just the biggest blockbuster undertaking ever. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to be a part of that cultural discussion. And Ragnarok comes out. Black Panther comes out. All these movies that are like, oh, these Marvel movies must be good. I'm going to go back and watch 15 of them so I understand everything that's going on. They didn't have to wait like 10 years for the the ball to get rolling because you get phase one and if you look at phase one through rose-colored glasses like yeah it's it's solid it has great arcs that pay off for most of these characters but if you're watching thor one in theaters it's not a life-changing experience no it is just like it's this thing that marvel's testing out that's kind of working but not a hundred percent like exactly it's a it's a big question mark still so a whole bunch of people are looking back on these old movies with the nostalgia of we're about to see Infinity War and I'm lumping in my viewing of Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 and Thor with the week leading up to Infinity War and everything is perfect and I love this. I think Phase 4 is has a lot of similar Phase 1 energy. They're trying stuff that doesn't work. Some stuff lands magnificently like WandaVision and Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and some stuff, like, they got to work out the kinks. Like, Moon Knight, I think, is very strong, but it's not... That's more of a, like, Captain America First Avenger situation. Yeah. Where it's, like, really strong, but I want to see what this character does before I show this movie any appreciation at all. Um, and then, you know, you have your your Miss Marvels and She-Hulks and Eternals and Black Widow and Shang-Chi, and those kind of feel a bit more like a Thor one where you're like, this is really good all the way through. I like these characters. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. But right now, it's not It's not Endgame. Yeah. And obviously, it's not going to be Endgame. I think by 2025, people are going to be... Well, the frustrating thing is a whole bunch of people are going to dismiss Marvel for three years, and they're going to shit on it. And then Kang the Conqueror is going to have a huge Avengers movie. Then the same cycle is going to repeat, and they're all going to binge these things that they were sleeping on and just making fun of on the internet. And they're like, ah, you know what? I misjudged it. This is actually pretty good, but I've been talking about talking shit about it for three years, and now that there's a huge payoff, 
a huge dopamine explosion in my brain with all these crossovers. I'm excited to see it and I'll binge all these things. Um, that's my, that's my uh, theory. I, we are going to have Liam O'Connor, friend of the show, back on the show as soon as Black Panther comes out after we do our Black Panther app to do a phase four report card. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he had, I don't think he's liked a single phase four project aside from Loki and maybe kind of WandaVision. Interesting. So I am excited to hear, you know, a Marvel fan. You might be a bigger I, fan I do than think, he is I, I think he's an interesting case because I don't think he's disliking it for the reason like the internet's not disliking oh, it. Oh, for sure. Um, that's, that's true. Uh, but one thing I was, I was, uh, thinking about, uh, is, that I, I do think there's still like plenty of people who may not like Marvel who never liked Marvel. Like if, if superhero movies aren't your thing, if big blockbusters yeah. aren't your thing, if the reason you go to see movies is not like um, just to be entertained by you know some flashy stuff and some humor and that kind of thing, then yeah. I can still see why you wouldn't like Marvel. Um, sure. Because it, you know, they'll have moments of seriousness and stuff like that, but that is not the core of what Marvel is. The core of what Marvel is is like a blockbuster franchise. Yeah. Um, but I, I think for the people that were on board for some of Marvel and are now, like as we were talking about a little while ago, are are getting off because they're seeing projects that aren't aimed at them, like aren't that aren't 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 huge. It reminds yeah. me a little bit of like a back when that like like everyone hated Justin Bieber and it's just like, you just hate it because it's something that teen girls like, like it's, it's not aimed at you. Justin Bieber is not singing to men in their mid twenties. That's not (laughs) who baby was for. So the fact that you like it is not some like paragon of value. It's just that you're not, you're not who it's aimed at. It's like, you probably also don't like uh, Barbie dolls or whatever. It's like, yeah, because they're not for you. I fucking hate Barbie dolls. it reminds me also of like uh, disco. There's like that huge backlash against disco with rock yeah. in the '80s, and that also felt like uh, a similar thing. It's like, well, it's just music that's not aimed to you. It's like for the, like a club going scene, and it, it, it's there. There's just always this uh, weird uh, backlash whenever pop culture gets aimed at, at seemingly not white men. <laughs> that seems to be most of <laughs> the time when it happens. Because that's certainly yes. what it was when it was rock, and that was certainly the people that hated like Justin Bieber. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It, sure. It's just a, it's a weird reaction, and it feels like the same group of people for this. It's like, oh, they're Miss Marvel? Yeah. She's, she doesn't look like me. <laughs> she doesn't have my thoughts in my face. <laughs> uh, I... Yeah, I, I think we're both uh, on the same and it, same yeah. page here. It's just um, it's I I you know it's uh, and and that's not to say that there still aren't like I think Liam's going to come in with some good criticisms of these projects. They're they're certainly not perfect, and there's certainly I, things I mean, that you can most cri- of them are perfect. <laughs> certainly things fine. that you can criticize about them. Um, yeah, uh, but I do you think this it's it's a we're in phase one again. Like that's just what this is. And then phase five, it's going to be like phase two. So we're going to get some real powerhouse stuff. Like we're going to get a winter soldier type, like something as big as winter soldier that changes the ball game a little bit. And then we'll get an Ant-Man and we'll be like, that was fine. And then, uh, don't you just want the good Ant-Man? When do we get the good Ant-Man? Please. if, (laughs) If he screws like, Quantumania has to be good. Like Kang the Conqueror is yeah. so good and menacing. And if it's anything like Ant Man and the Wasp, I'm gonna be upset. There was so much there's so much to like in terms of casting and even in terms of like there are moments in those movies that are yeah. like, oh Paul Rudd and Michael Pena and Pena and all yeah. that stuff. It's like like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I like uh I like Ant Man One and a yet? lot because it's got the Falcon crossover Again, but when we've mentioned this several times, Ant-Man and the Wasp doubles down on everything that was not good about Ant-Man 1. Yeah. And Oops. made an entire movie. Yeah. And it is insane that people like that movie more than they like Eternals or uh, She-Hulk or Miss Marvel. Um, because I, Paul Rudd's a guy f- just like me. Oh, He's an but, outsider. He's a thief. That's cool. He's kind of edgy and like... Do you think that's what it is? But he's also funny and likable, just like me. But he's not even funny in those movies. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's not. That's the surprising... <laughs> but he, he he says things as if they're funny. And that's close enough. <laughs> uh, 
Because in Endgame, he's genuinely funny. Yeah. Uh, And I think Civil War, he's kind of funny, but Endgame, he really finds his footing, where he's telling those kids, like, uh, do you want a picture with me? I'm Ant-Man. And they're like, well, they don't know who he is. And Can I make is trying to get a, a yeah. crazy tangent for the last okay. two minutes of this? Okay. Uh, I assume you played Assassin's Creed Black Flag at some point. Yes. Is that right? Is this going to circle back to Marvel? I'm so curious how we've, how we've ended now, up with well, Black Flag. <laughs> so I, I've been playing this game recently because okay. uh, it was on sale on Switch. And I was like, I want a game where I'm a pirate. And, oh, yeah. and I've heard well, that this game is go. good for that, even if you ignore all the Assassin's Creediness of it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, um, for sure. And I have been enjoying it in that way. But the main yeah. character is such yeah. a teenage boy being a yes. cool pirate. Like it's it's yes. just like like the reactions of characters that are not him are is like so weird and like a delusional fantasy. Like there's this <laughs> thing you do where you uh, uh, capture a boat. And then yep. you put them in your fleet, and then it shows yep. the two people, and you've just killed like fifteen of their crewmates. You've yeah. stolen all their stuff, and you force them into your labor. And then they look yeah. at each other and they go like, oh, "Pretty cool! Yeah. Like we get to be <laughs> yeah. pirates now." Yeah. It's like, "What? Are you, <laughs> this this is now no one would ever react in this situation." Uh, that was, and there's stuff like that all over where like the main character will say something ridiculous. Like, uh, he's like, let's take a vote. Do you want to be losers and not do this thing or cool guys and do this thing? And everyone's like, cool guys. And it's like, yep. Wow. What an inspiring speech, a paragon of democracy. <laughs> that is true. I've never, I mean, I was a teenage boy when I was playing that game. Yeah. So I guess it well, that was the first Assassin's Creed game, which is like, it's number four. Yeah. And they're like, several side ones so i think it's like the eighth sixth game in the franchise or something that was the first one where i actually skipped like the cutscenes because i was so unattached to any i had no emotional connection to anything in those games yeah but or in in that game specifically uh and the way that I was connecting that back is just it feels like a self-insert character. Like like they want to make a character that the teen boys playing the game will, will feel badass for being. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. Uh, and Marvel for a long time has also had that similar vibe where it's like the character on screen is a self-insert. Like, I'm cool like Thor. Yeah. Like, uh, But now you can't be cool like Miss Marvel? Well, maybe other people want to be cool. Um, and the other thing I was going to say about this game that no one cares about that is that is nine years old. <laughs> Black flag ten years later. Is there's a character that's clearly like a woman pretending to be a man? And I can't tell if yes. the game wants me to not know that she's a woman and like be surprised by this in the future. Like it's just like that's clearly the twist that's coming is like I've secretly yeah. been pretending to be a man because pirates I vaguely remember what you're talking about because it, it, it's been a long time since yeah. I played it. Yeah, and like they're trying to be like, oh, she's just a young man, but it's like, no, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> like this, like, and it's not even doing anything like playing with gender. It's really just like a. It feels like they're just setting up for like a lame twist that is not yeah. possibly going to be a twist. I don't know. It's very bizarre. I definitely. I mean. And I was young when I played these. I was in, I was a teenager, but like all I connected emotionally with the Ezio Auditori arc, like his character in the Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood and uh, Revelations or some shit, uh, whatever the third one was. I liked all that. All that was great. I liked Assassin's Creed Three with the uh, Revolutionary War, uh, and then Four. Yeah, I don't know who wrote Four, but it's clearly. Yeah, a teenage boy, I think, yeah. is a safe bet. But it's fun riding around your pirate ship. Oh, it's great. Great <laughs> game. Love it. You are very much like a pirate, All more right. so than most games. Uh, let's, uh, so overall, should we do our review so far? Yeah, so how many Avengers are we bringing to this? Three? And then we'll do three I would later? say they're two-thirds, and we do out of six, so we should do out of four Avengers. Like, do the first three episodes, then the second three episodes, Oof. and then we'll do the last three episodes. Uh, this is tough because I don't really want to give it more than a 50%. Because like I said, I'm sitting on the fence waiting for it to be resolved. So I'd rather have three. I so I, I have sure. half the show left to bump it up or down. Okay. Um, especially because it's hard to group those middle three episodes together. Because I think those are the yeah. last one I think is one of the better episodes in the series. But the middle one is one the, of the worst. Well, episode four is my favorite and episode five is my least favorite. Yeah. So that is a weird... And then comparison. six, I think, is kind of a little bit of a return to form. So it's it's weird to judge yeah. that middle set of three. 
sure. It's kind of like a, a you just start out really strong, you slow... Well, no, because 4 is the best. That's interesting. But a whole bunch of people were on board for the Hulk episode just because he's their boy. Yeah, I would say, Obviously. like, the first three I maybe could have done, like, a 1.5 out of 2, and then the 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 first three, and then the middle three, I could... It'd be hard for me to do more than, like, a 1 out of 2 or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give 1.5, 1.5. Okay. And then... Uh, because right now it's sitting at a four out of five, and then I think if the ending sticks the landing, it will equal a four point five. I'm gonna give it a two point two five out of four, and then we'll see what gets added to that. Okay, fair enough. It could still swing um, a, a much higher, but we'll... like Spider Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we will uh, do our Avengers at the table after the show is done, and Daredevil is gonna show up. I think that's gonna be major points for me. I don't think that's going to matter that much to Jordan no, at all. No, I don't. I don't see that really blipping on my radar. <laughs> um, which you know that's fair, but you're wrong. Uh, any, any, I think that wraps it up for Since us. Since we talked this about Assassin's been... Creed Black Flag, I've talked about all the things that I came on the show to talk about. Yeah, that was really you've been waiting till episode 108 yeah. to just dive into Assassin's <laughs> Creed. Well, then we'll do our Assassin's Creed spinoff podcast. What's that one called? Assassin's Creed um, sucks first. No, it doesn't. Kind of lazy. Uh, well, I mean, I think we both like Assassin's Creed. Uh, this is the only Assassin's Creed game I've ever played. What? Yeah. Really? I just I, I played two. Every kid played two. What were you doing when two came? I've out? never really had modern consoles. I've always been a little bit off, and or I've had Nintendo consoles. So, mm, and then I tried to get a PS Five for a while, and then I gave up on that because I was just like, I don't want this as bad as everyone else wants oh, it. Oh man. The PS5 is so good. Yeah. Had it for like a year and a half. Great investment. Yeah, I'd also Very have to get good. a new TV. I have a, I don't have a TV that really justifies getting a 4K super high you res. Get it. You're about to be a lawyer. Spend like you're about to be a lawyer. I'll spend like I'm about to be a lawyer once I am a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. All um, right. All right. Well, I've been well, Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I've been... Cade Weiberg, uh, and no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>